<laughs> Welcome into Patriot Sports. Will Dunn, Seth Coggin back in here again. And boys, I think we're back for quite a while. It's going to be week after week. We're itching for some football. Seth's rocking his Tennessee Oilers hat. Sure. 97, baby. Represent uh, in honor of, obviously, the most beautiful uniforms that have ever graced the internet. Ooh, can we talk about it? I mean... I mean, we can talk about it. We, How we nice is it to be hot? Pivoted, we've pivoted more to a college football podcast, but, I mean, we can't just not – we can't just overlook these classic, yeah, this is, beautiful this is, uniforms. This is your short, quick reaction. It, it's a uniform at the end of the day, but it's nice to be hot. You know, it's nice to have the best uniform. Like, widely – if you don't love it, you're a hater, and the haters are absolutely exposing themselves. It is good to see. It's good to be a Titans fan. We got D-Hop. We got D-Hop in the picture. And, uh, you know, the Titans' faith and energy has been restored. Um, and it just makes me more excited for football in general. But uh, but uni season, fun in NFL, in college, um, definite, you know, we, you know, it's not to get too cheesy, but branding does matter. Mm -hmm. uh, the uniforms that you wear out on the field, you know, it defines eras. It defines generations. Um, so maybe, hey, we maybe get into a little college football uni talk. Um you know, uh, a little later in the later in the segment there. I like but, that because uh, there have been there have been some leaks that I don't know if you've seen them, but there have been some leaks in the college ranks. Talking too, the vol leaks, pretty. You talking the vol leaks? We can let's just dive into it. The vols, man, they released some, uh, which I don't know why they did it. So first of all, they like kind of did away with the smoky grays. Not their um, best look, dude. I'll be honest. Some people like them, and Tennessee did them pretty well because the orange pops out. But overall, I want it on record. I am very anti that anthracite. Tennessee's bright orange pops off your screen. Like, it is it is on the field. Like, it is so bright. It is so – I'm just saying, you know, don't – I'm not a big fan of Smokey Gray's uh, just to start. Okay. Well, As a people, big fan of Tennessee uniforms. Hey, I'm a big – I think Tennessee has some fantastic – Yeah. It's one of the most classic uniforms in college football. Um, but orange the, helmet was a hey, orange helmet was sweet. It was okay. I I wasn't a huge fan of the orange helmet, honestly. Really? Yeah, and I'm okay with the gray. So Tennessee fans, and I've seen college football fans who are fans of teams that don't win all the time get <laughs> angry at the uniform, and that's what. Which Tennessee won some big games in those smoky grays. I mean, they beat Florida yeah, for absolutely. the first time in eleven years. But they also lost a few games, and Tennessee fans started to connect the two as if they were that—that that was the reason they were losing. But anyway, I don't mind the Smoky Grays. I don't think it needs to be like an every year jersey, um, and if it is, it just needs to be one time. But now that you have the dark mode, we don't need to dark be having, mode is sick. Yeah, and you don't need to be having a couple when you're when you have a classic uniform like that, like you said, that looks so good as it is. You don't need to be throwing alternates left and right all over the place throw a dark mode out there on halloween or for some night game you know it looks good but yeah See, the, the black pops. on the orange is goes crazy i think it does and i think like and i'm just that's more a fan of my palette in general sports uniform but it's very consistent with the balls i think that dark that black and that orange is just it is really sick it is fun to look at it pops on the screen or in person um that's a that's a sweet alternate to break out at a night game at Neyland under the lights. Crowds are going crazy. Like honestly, you might need to break out dark mode versus uh, Georgia. 
that's what and that so we'll we'll get into that's bloodthirsty right there so the 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 smoky gray that leaked is basically i mean think smoky gray but they kind of did a homage to the old Condrich Holloway days and put the orange shoulders on. And it just doesn't, it, it just doesn't work. I mean, honestly, no one really, I, I'll be a little slow to say this, but I don't think anyone really loves those jerseys anyway. Uh, even looking back on them, like they kind of, they just kind of look gimmicky, kind of funny, but so you do helmets it with the gray. Very, helmets aesthetically were very cool helmets. Like the layered levels of grace, like uh, oh yeah, kind of the the mountain scene that was pretty sweet. Yeah, those are cool, and I assume the yeah the helmets are the same, but the jersey it just looks a little funny. Um, we'll we'll see if they wear them because someone brought up. Don't forget when Butch Jones, the Butch Jones era, they leaked a smoke. Now those the were checker, atrocious. The checkerboard shoulders, those looked bad. Guys start you'd see frat guys wearing those on game days as a joke, basically. Like it was it was kind of funny. It was like a thing to have one of those and wear it around. Those were bad. That um, was an atrocious uniform. These aren't that bad, but honestly, I hope I really just hope they don't wear them. You don't need to. Cause at that point, I hope you're keeping the dark mode. And yeah. I hope you're not wearing multiple alternates because like no. like we said, I mean, Tennessee's got a good uniform. There's no need to mess around with it too much. But yeah, anyway, we can move on from that. What do you think is the right ratio in a 12-game season to like classic unis versus a little a little flare? You know, maybe a throwback, maybe a dark mode, maybe a uh, – I think I, I'm depends. thinking kind of 10 to 2. I'm thinking it, 10 to 2. 10 regulars and two, you know, special uni games. It depends on the program too, right? Because for Tennessee yep. – for example, not a lot of people love these. I like them, and people who went to Tennessee back in the 80s or 90s or so, like my mom loves when Tennessee goes all orange. Goes yeah. orange orange jersey, orange pants. So even that is almost kind of a – Yeah, that's a, special, I mean, that's a special homage, yeah. Yeah, going all orange is kind of a throwback almost. Um, and they don't do it super often anymore. I think they did it against – UT Martin or something last year. I kind of like when they do an all orange against Alabama or something. I think that's fun. Uh, so I think it depends on the program because you're when you have different combinations like that, you know, you can only wear a combination so many times. And if you start throwing in alternates, but I don't, I mean, 10 to two is not bad, but really you're thinking you're going to wear an alternate at home probably, right? One at home, ideally maybe one at home, one on the road. That's well, yeah, because Tennessee actually wore smoky grays against LSU, but that's because LSU wears white jerseys at home. So, yeah, see, that's what I was actually in my head. Funny you say LSU because in my head, I was like, I wish Arkansas wore red on red more often. It's kind of a nasty look, like, it's a lot of red. It's red helmet, red jersey. It is a lot, but it feels like forceful when they wear it. It's like, oh, shoot, they're coming out in all red. Like, they're coming. I don't know. They're coming for blood. Dude, but it's funny at you LSU, say that. I hope that. I hope they wear it at LSU, all red, head to toe. It's funny you say that because Nebraska, at least in my lifetime, there's probably there's been a time where they've done it before, but you could probably count on one hand. Red on red never, never happens. happens. But I've seen so many of these recruiting pictures where guys will come in and put on, you know, they've they done put on some the uniform. special unit. Have the special unis ever been red on red? Like some of those, like, 
Oh yeah, Adidas, like you know, yeah, they did a yeah. weird one that didn't look super good, but yeah, they've done some. But of never those. their tradition. They never wear their traditional, just uniform red on red. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, but we've seen you've seen these recruits come in and they start wearing red pants, red jersey, and everyone kind of looks at it like, "Hey, that didn't that didn't look too bad." So there have been murmurs from the fans like maybe you want to see that. I don't think it's going to happen, but red on red, it it is forceful. That's a good way to put it. It is forceful, and it if you lose in red on red, you look really dumb. But if you win, it's it's incredible. Everyone was terrified. Yeah, but so. I mean, big news in college football this past weekend or the this past couple days, if you want to call it big news. I call it big news because we're just itching for football. So any kind of news that comes out is big news. It's all big. College game day is going to go to Charlotte for the Battle of the Carolinas, UNC versus South Carolina. And how do you feel about that just in um, general? I think it's a fun game to promote. I think it is very – enjoyable and as a fan of the sport and whole i hope it does encourage more north carolina south carolina a true state battle what like what's more fun than you know tennessee versus kentucky it is state the state schools that don't traditionally play each other but battle for a lot of things resources you know players recruiting um all sorts of inner you know inner regional competition yet they don't play in football. Well, they actually have a pretty good history. Those two schools do, at least recent history of playing each other. But I think it's fun to just highlight those kind of matchups. I mean, there's there's nothing that mano a mano, like big dog to big dog going on this weekend. Um, so, you know, really notable quarterbacks that they can talk about ad nauseum, you know, leading into this game. It's fun. I, I really don't – I don't really care that much. You know, they'll be talking about all the games. They just pick a pretty good site. I'm sure it's East Coast. You know, it's uh, ESPN easily get down there, have a nice setup at that. Because I assume it's in uh, Raleigh, correct? Is it at it's is in it Charlotte? Neutral? Charlotte? Okay, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, Charlotte. And that was what I was thinking more of is people started getting upset because they're going to like an NFL stadium for the first yeah. week of college game day. But I'm kind of. It is. It's cool that we have a college game in an NFL stadium. Like, yeah, so and fair. I'm all for – so, me personally, like, Tennessee's playing at Nissan first game of the year, which is cool, but I do kind of wish it was just in Neyland. I'm not yeah. going to lie. But at the same time, that wasn't – that's my that's a team I'm cheering for. I want to go to my home game. These other college football fans getting mad that they're just going to a different site. I mean, it's week one of college football. You're going to be going to a neutral site most likely because it's going to be one of those bigger games. Um and someone else mentioned going to LSU Florida State, but I think LSU Florida State's on Sunday. It's not, actually. yeah, it's on Sunday. So I think it's a good choice. And yeah, that's a good, I mean, you have a bunch of storylines. South Carolina, the way they finished the season, beating Tennessee, Clemson. And then did they, who they, did they play each other in the bowl game last year? Uh, South Carolina, North Carolina? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do not believe so, but I could be vastly. No, you, you got me. You got me thinking. That's right. But that's I, why I, I had because to, they played in the they played in the regular. No, nah, no. Nah, okay, so it looks like UNC played Oregon in the Holiday Bowl. Okay, South Carolina. Let me see. I do not like being. Oh, South Carolina lost to Notre Dame. 
by like a touchdown. Okay. My uh, my take is that Beamer is on a similar Butch Jones trajectory. I think so too. That is that is a pretty. I mean that yeah. I don't think that's incredibly uh, widely unspoken. I think, but uh, but I'm all on that that train of like. I think he was oh, their record was a little overflated, inflated last year, and I just think I think their program's on the cusp of kind of like deteriorating a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Some, you get one, so one or high two up in, that the fall is even injuries, that much harder. They're not that good. They're not that deep at, at many positions. One or two injuries, and they just crumble. Like you have a programs can break really quick. As hard as it is to build something up, like a few bad things go wrong, and all of a sudden you go four and eight, and all momentum is gone. Oh, dude! And, especially, especially when yeah, well, especially when you open up with a big game. Yeah, yeah. Lose week one to UNC, who's not like, like, you know, it's not that deflating of a loss, but it's not that tough of an opponent like you're gonna play a lot more teams if you kind of lose football sports everything is such a confidence game it is such a confidence battle and as a team like a as a team um you have to keep that confidence uh building and some great teams can overcome like early losses and build on that or you know build on uh tough moments but man when you're kind of on a razor's edge already, when you lose that confidence, think about, I mean, Will, I don't have to remind you this. Like, look at the Nebraska teams over the past. Like, you you drop a game super early, and it's kind of like it takes a while to even try and regain some of that. I don't know. There's several games that they go one way or the other uh, early in the season. Yeah, it changes and that kind of it, it, it kind of directs you a little bit. You know, if we win that game, well, then, you know, we, we're likely more – like la- even just last year, if Nebraska wins in week zero in Ireland, like, do you not think that changes a little bit of the trajectory of their season? Yeah. Like, I mean, you start off, you pro with that, you probably beat Georgia Southern and it's like, yeah. dude, you're four and oh. Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. And because think about, all right, just like, let, let's like actually tangibly break down. So Nebraska is playing in week zero in front of the world in Ireland. Like, very much the main college football spotlight of that week zero, you know. And, and just from a team perspective, they lose that game. They're all the way isolated. They're across this, They're in a losing locker room. They got to go on an international flight. But you win that game, you just one week. Like, your locker room is a whole different dynamic in week zero. And you get to celebrate and win. Like, you, pra- you literally have to condition winning. Like win, winning, uh, you have to, and you have a happy flight home. You just won. You know, everybody's talking about you. Uh, you know, you're you have the whole season ahead of you flying home. Instead of you losing week zero, it confirms everything that everyone's kind of said or, or thought. You know, Frost is already kind of. At, I don't know. You loosen up what like, just the optics of it. It was already like, well, it's for, I don't know. Just so many things go into turmoil, um, and there. I, I'm sorry to bring that up, but that's just the best example no, no, I can think of in a recent history of kind of just like a team with just absolute or it happens all the time. Just well, and team, let's look at I'm just looking no at that at that schedule from last year. So yeah, say you win that. You had North Dakota that you actually still beat by a few touchdowns. Yeah. You had that just terrible game against Georgia Southern where you lost by three. I mean, it's not good, but I'm saying you almost won. 
uh, anyway. Yeah. So you're at least three and zero. You got trounced by Oklahoma, but you had a bye week after. So say you still get trounced by Oklahoma, you're three and one, but you have a bye week to kind of reset. They won their next two games, so they could have been five and one going into (laughs) Purdue, who they barely lost to, and then had a bye week after. I mean, you're six and one or five and two, and then you have obviously, I mean, two more games of a with a one score loss. I mean, yeah, it's we don't need to talk about all the Nebraska one score losses because that's beating a dead horse, but you're right. That's a good example to use. When Dude, you're if, about you, the trajectory if you truly of combine, so Razorbacks had four losses, three points or less last year. It's like almost hard to do. Yeah. That is, that is a lot. If you combine, you know, that's why me and you, will we share it, we do share and Tennessee fans, we share special bonds of just, uh, just such, yes, yeah, such close such deep you know losing a game being bad at football is one thing like being terrible i've been terrible it hurts but it is it's just not as bad it is not as bad as when you are like and so that gives me a little hope just to hop on the hogs for one quick second it gives me hope for this year that you know even though with some internal strife going on last year like things were going on behind closed doors that you know you, know, you don't really know about and we never will. And that's on winning teams, losing teams, everything. We will never know what's going on behind those doors, in the locker room, in all this kind of stuff, in the weight room, all this kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, but we were still right there. You know, the, the we're not getting blown off the field. The talent level is is close enough. You know, we are competitive. Um, you know, a couple ball bounces. You You are going to – the ball is going to have to bounce your way. Like for you to win or have a great season – the ball, like, you're going to have to be on the right swing of some of these fortunate luck, you know, bounces. Um, so you just were right there. You know, we got some good pieces in place. Maybe the ball will bounce our way this year. I, I don't know. I think we're going to put ourselves in a good position. It could happen. All that to say, and we I don't want to preview the South Carolina and North Carolina game too much because we'll have plenty of time to do that uh, right before week one gets going. But I'm just looking at the schedule because, like we're talking about, the way a season can go hangs in the balance of those first couple weeks when you have a tough schedule. So look at this. Gamecocks play UNC that first game. Then they get Furman. Then they have Georgia. Then they have Mississippi State, Tennessee, Florida, Missouri. Like, you you seriously be – I mean, I'm going to – They're one in seven. I'm serious. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm just saying, you I, I, let's say this. I'll give them Mississippi State. I do think that's just me thinking Mississippi State kind of goes down a little bit this year and South Carolina is okay, yeah, whatever. We will see. I mean, but but say you lose that first game, you're 0-1, 1-1 after Furman, 1-2 after Georgia, 2-2 two two Mississippi State, probably 2-3 and three against Tennessee, just assuming Tennessee's still pretty good and they want revenge in that game. 2-3? and three, with Florida coming to town and not really knowing what they're going to look like. Probably beat Florida. So I, I kind of see them around. I don't know, dude. I think they'll beat Florida, but I don't know about, are they going to Mississippi state? Let's see. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I like that. Will Arnett. I, I don't know. They got he Mississippi very, state. At very, home. Mississippi state at home. That's kind of a toss up, but that's kind of, that is the game in the sec well, that yeah, defines it, you from being like bottom tier or, you know, having a good season. And that's the SEC East this year. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. South Carolina, Florida, Missouri, uh, shoot, Vandy and Kentucky. 
you don't know. You could lose any one of those games if you're South Carolina. Vandy beat Kentucky last year. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I South mean, Carolina has no gimmies because they have not proven themselves to be good enough to beat those kind of teams on the regular. Like, I watched them get bounced by Missouri at home yeah. last year. Like, just bounced, just ran all, like, just prodded on. And they have, you know, they have tendency in history to be inconsistent. This is this is Beamer's kind of true. This will be his prove it. I'm I'm giving him this. This is Beamer's prove it year to me. I am openly doubting him. I am openly saying I don't believe he is a long term high level successful coach at South Carolina. I, you know I don't know his future. Um, I just don't think it will be great. He may he may middle in mediocrity, but I actually tend to think he might uh, he might go down pretty bad. I'm just curious to see how Gamecock fans respond because let's not forget you have Clemson at the end of the year, every single year. So losing seven games would not be hard to do. So if you have a losing season, what is the, what's the theme there? What are, what are fans thinking? What's, what's the whole South Carolina nation thinking about Beamer if he loses a bunch of games this year? Cause I don't even think that's, I mean, they're just, I can't say they're not that good because they proved something last year. But I think it's what you said. Getting so high, it just makes the fall that much harder. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not – see, what I keep coming down to is, like, they're not that high. Like, they haven't really done anything of actual significance. Like, even – like, what did they actually – what was their actual record last year? People talk like they were world beaters and they were like, what, seven and five or, you know, what they go, eight and eight and six, eight and five. No, they lost the bowl. I think they lost the bowl. So let's see. They lost to Arkansas. They went eight and five, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. One and one and one, one and two. I mean, they started one and two last year. So, yeah. We'll see. That's what I'm saying. I'm giving it to him. Prove it year. Starts in Charlotte. I think it's a fun celebration of, you know what game I'm looking on here and probably most. But it's like, dude, wait, think about that. They went eight and five, but how did they go eight and five? Anyway. Well, they beat Tennessee. They they beat beat Tennessee Tennessee and Clemson. So it's like. Yeah, Yeah, that's how they did it. Which is sick. I mean, those are good wins. Yeah, it is. It's just not. You wouldn't think eight and five and then see two top five wins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Florida, Utah's a fire game to start off. I did not really think about Nebraska, Minnesota. It's on a but Thursday. But those are both on Thursday. I know, I know. Which is Why is great. the Big Ten opening up with some conference games? Ohio State and Indiana? I don't know. I don't know the reasoning behind that. I've always been a fan of my team playing – a cupcake week one, honestly. I'd like to get those first game cobwebs out of the way. Like I kind of hate unless unless you're not a great team, you're not expecting big things and you play like Ohio State week one. Then it's like, yeah. okay, let's see if we can shock the world week one while they're still not fully in full season mode. That's a good point. I think if you you want a truly high level team, if you're trying to pull an upset, you want someone big week one. If you are kind of a, I don't know, I like I, I think that's true. Last year we played Cincinnati, and that was like a weird, 
you know, they were coming off a playoff year. And they're coming here at home, but kind of unknown. Like a lot of their players, I mean, a ton of players got drafted. Mm -hmm. But Luke Fickle was still there, you know. And that was a weird, uh, interesting opponent week one. It's kind of like a Virginia level. Like, don't really think they're going to be a great team, but they are a high-level D1 program that is going to play, you know, they're going to play hard and might be, you know, have been historically good and are capable of beating you. Like, yeah, I think Virginia is I think Virginia's kind of a tough draw week one for Tennessee, especially since you're implementing so much new. And like, yeah. I know all those guys have gotten reps. They know how to play. They know the system, obviously. Joe Milton finished the season off last year, but it is a little different. Just week one, it's going to be his first. It's not his first week one start, I guess, because he did start week one before Hooker started. Um, But I don't know. I've always been – I know getting kind of a bigger name or at least a Power 5 team on the schedule week one, you know, obviously attracts viewers and everything. But just being able to get the – shake the cobwebs off a little bit is nice. Shout out my Central Arkansas Bears traveling to Oklahoma State week one. Oh, Stillwater. Yeah, so All right. we'll let the listeners in. Seth had a good idea before we started recording for this episode. Yeah. We're going to go through at least the first half of the season with game day announcing their first game. I think we go through – we're going to go through the first half of the season and just make our predictions for where game day is going to go. So, obviously, we've got week one already in the books. Uh, how about, uh, how about we just Carolina. do full September? Okay. But we'll just do – We'll just do the first four weeks, and then that'll kind of be our narrative. You know, we'll we can jump off of there. We'll I think get, that's good. We'll get Trusha give some insight too. I like it. I like it. So that week gives two. us. Uh, we'll go two weeks two through five. I was gonna like say, it. man, week two, first game I see on the on the slate is Nebraska Colorado, but that's gonna be big. Noon, that's gonna be big noon kickoff because it is eleven a.m. kick. I don't know. I could. That's a possibility, man. I think they'd love to get Prime some shine down there. I don't think they can, though. Like, I think Fox has that, so it'll be the Fox oh, crew. You don't think they can overlap, dude? I bet they could. I don't think so. I don't so. know. Texas A&M in uh, Miami that week. Yeah, let's just – just some shout-out. Dude, Old Miss Tulane. Sneaky good game at 2.30 on ESPN2. That is sneaky good. What is this? Saturday, September 9th. Saturday – September 9th. Dude, it's fun to just think about these games coming to fruition. Notre Dame, NC State could be solid. Yeah. Oh, Iowa, Iowa State. Let's see. Oh, it's got to be Texas, Bama. Uh, yep. That's it, man. We got it. Yeah. All right. I think that's. It's already scheduled. It's already scheduled for what? Night game, probably? Yeah, at 6 p.m. on ESPN. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. That's it. Which I'm excited for, too. It's going to be yeah. awesome. Yep. Glad Arkansas plays Kent State at three. Good timing. All right. Week three. Nice that we're on the same page there. We might differ on some others. Now, week three's kind of cool because you kind of start kicking into some some pretty solid conference games. You got Tennessee, Florida, obviously. That is nice. LSU Mississippi State doesn't look bad either. Yeah. See, this is where it gets kind of fun because you got to 
look back a little bit into what you think might happen the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this oh my one gosh. Could go. I'm just reading through this schedule, and you know how it tells you the channels? Yep. Washington, Michigan State is going to be on the 16th on Peacock. Oh, dude, that's a big game. That is unfortunate. You may have just uncovered something they didn't really want you to know there. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, South Carolina and Georgia, if if they win week one. Yeah. You know? Um, what was I just looking at? Pitt, West Virginia. That's kind of a big – isn't that kind of a – I mean, that's an old rivalry, right? Pitt, Pitt West Virginia? Yeah. Yeah, that is a big-time rivalry. I just don't think either of those teams are going to be very good. Yeah. You gotta remember yeah, that sometimes they do just go for the atmosphere. So and if all right, we have I an think we might have to go outside a... the box. This might be a good week to go outside the box. You know what I mean? Like like an FCS. Pick... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they've been doing that recently. They have. You know, they have they've been going to some uh How do you feel about I I don't mind that. I think it should be a once a year. All right, thing. Here, I feel like they did it a couple times last. They've year. gone to Appalachian State, haven't they? Yeah, they've had to have. East yeah, Carolina yeah. and Appalachian State. Tulane at Southern Miss. I'm just going through in true like uh, I don't know crossover matchups that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. Not. Arkansas BYU, I mean sleeper game right there. That's not bad at all. Sleeper sleeper pick. I mean they haven't been to Fayetteville in a while. KJ lights it up in weeks one and two versus some lower level opponents. BYU maybe un you know undefeated. I don't know. That'd be fun. I'll be there. Yeah, I think I'm probably riding with that South Carolina Georgia game. But yeah, yeah I mean I it is it is kind of if South Carolina loses right off the bat and doesn't look good. I don't know. You can still do it. There's just not a ton of good games that week. We think. No. I mean, Tennessee, Florida, why not pick that? I mean, you seriously. Could. Yeah. Especially, I don't know what Florida's schedule. Uh, do they play Utah week one? Yeah, they do. It still I doesn't necessarily matter. I mean, it's still Yeah, it really doesn't. It's still... It really doesn't. That's the thing. That's it. Louisville, Indiana. Interesting matchup there. Yeah. Penn State, Illinois, but it is on Fox. You know, that could potentially. There has to be some override there because so many of the Big Ten games are going to be on Fox. Yeah, they, they're going to go to. I wonder if they only get like a certain amount of them, you know. Yeah, probably. Pittsburgh, West Virginia is on ABC. Uh, yeah. At West Virginia, I could see them going to Morgantown. I, yeah. I think that's what I'd lock. You know what? I'll lock that in. Dude. Ole Miss is going to have a tough little non-con. They played Georgia Tech oh. week three. Yeah, I'm seeing that too. I wasn't going to pick it for my, you know, toughest one, but. I'm just saying, right. you know, I mean, and I'm not saying Georgia Tech's anything special, but yeah. just playing power five, or Tulane's not power five, but just playing but kind of that, I mean, programs. Just won the Um. All right, yeah. so who are you going with we, that week? Well, I want, yeah, I wanted to go pit West Virginia. All right, we agree, and so we agree. We're agreeing. We can agree. Yeah. I think That's maybe fine. we even do it as a team, you know. Okay. That's all fine. right. All TBD. See, now it gets a little harder because of the network. See, I went with that one because it's at prime time on ABC. So that's probably when they want mm-hmm. uh, 
Oh, week you know, four though. We we're getting into some games. You got oh, there's some Bama. heavy ones in week in week four. Hogs and LSU. Is that at LSU? Ooh, in Baton Rouge. Ooh, that's a heavy contender. I'm serious. Hogs sh- hogs should be. There are no guarantees in this life, and especially in sports. Auburn A and M could be. Not that that's out of the box necessarily, but if those two teams yeah. are undefeated right there, it's just there's big storylines around it. Ooh, I like – all right, I'm going Colorado at Oregon. I'm telling you, they're going to want to see Prime sometime, especially if they do decent to start out. If they beat – yeah, if Colorado beats Nebraska or TCU, because they play them first two games of the season. Oklahoma at Cincinnati, that's pretty fun. I don't think that's going to be game day, but oh, – That's kind of cool they're playing at Cincy. Is Cincy in the Big 12 now? Is it yeah. official? Yeah, this year. One overlap year. That's pretty cool. Oh, here it is. Florida State, Clemson. Oh, you think? I think so. Especially No, no, State. no, no. Ohio State at Notre Dame. Ooh. Nasty matchup right there. South Bend. Yeah. You got some good games on here. I would go. I'm going Ohio State, Notre Dame. Lock me okay. in on those guys. All right. I'm going to go Clemson, Florida State then. I think that's it. All right. Especially if Florida State beats LSU week one. Maybe even if they don't. Maybe if they just keep it close. Yeah. But yeah, Ohio State, Notre Dame, that'd be a good one. I just think they'll probably both be undefeated. That's probably – okay, we got one more Saturday. We got week five, Saturday, September 30th. Yep. Ooh, Michigan at Nebraska. Who knows? The boys get hot. Who knows? South Carolina at Tennessee, another one like where if South Carolina does get off to a hot start, them coming back to Tennessee would be big, but not that big. I mean, so we're I think we're overrating South Carolina in hype because they got week one. It just yeah, kind of happened. It just kind of yeah, fell into true. their laps. They're not that big a story. But I think it'll be an electric be. environment in Neyland because so many yeah. fans will be ready for revenge. Uh, yeah. But so Hogs and Aggies, are they playing in Dallas again? Playing in Dallas. They never brought it there, but it could happen. If the Hogs, if the Hogs go into LSU and win, I could definitely see it happening. Unlikely, unlikely if not. But let's see. We're probably gonna have to. The other thing too is I'm not thinking. I could see Georgia at Auburn, for sure. I gotta remember. Auburn, Auburn will that... probably start out. I don't think Auburn will be that good, but they'll probably be at least like three and one or something. I guess we picked, we did pick West Virginia and Pitt, but I got to remember that, I mean, a lot of these big games are going to be SEC, Big Ten. They're going to pick, they're going to pick like a Pac-12 game at some point, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I was kind of thinking that Oregon that. Uh, oh, that's right. When I said that, I was like, you know, they'll go out to Oregon at some point, but we can keep them. I'm keeping an eye out for the Pac-12. I think even okay, we've been talking Dion. Even if Dion doesn't do that well, I think USC Colorado. That's just so much oh. star power that would be. Yeah, that'd be cool. But Colorado, oh, USC, oh, doing, this week, wow. Yeah, week five. Colorado yeah, would have to be doing decent, but like they at, wouldn't have at to be Boulder. It. USC at Boulder, that is pretty cool. I could see them. I could see that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. That's Hollywood right there, bro. That's USC and prime time. I like that. I'd probably go with that, honestly. I might also because the rest now I'm getting into some lower level games. Yeah, I think I'm riding <laughs> with that. A&M, Arkansas, I doubt they would really go to Jerry's World in that case when there are other good games on campus, you know? You can't – yeah, and you can't do too many. Unless 
unless to that those, game to is those fans chagrin you can't do too many of these neutral site games you do want to go to college campuses that is kind of the like, point of college game it day. would be cool if AM arkansas was a top 10 matchup at jerry's yeah that's pretty cool like a mid-season true like top tier game but it's it's just yeah you want to celebrate college campuses in my opinion um, yeah, we. I mean, week boulder. one's different. Like, week one's week one, so you kind of kick it off a little different. But yeah, you do want to be going to college campuses. I feel like the rest of the year. That'd be a cool. That'd be a good time. That'd be the perfect time to go to Boulder, probably. Yeah, late September. Ooh, Fire. probably be nice and crisp. Snow game, maybe. Like, what if we got a snow game? College game day. Um, you know, late night game in Boulder. Snowy. USC height game get panned the, the the camera pans over to Dion he's just strutting up and down the sideline yelling you think it'll be snowy things. and it could be September 30th I, don't know. I mean it snows pretty early Boulder's up in the mountains yeah I'm just hoping so I like uh they've gone to a few snow games in the past yeah I love I do love college game day when everyone's bundled up there on state or at the podium or whatever you call it. Yeah. Just hits a little different. College game day is such a comforter, man. Like it's been on I have not sat and watched a full college game day in like quite a while. You know, I just just not something that really always fits into my schedule. But you gotta commit probably, it's a good three hours. College game day has been in the background of like every single yes. Saturday morning I've had for the past so forever. And then yeah, you it's always tune on. In. It's always on. Yeah, it's always on. Like if college game day is on, I it is on the t- whatever TV I'm around, it's on. Um, and I think that's a fun part about it. That that is what we we connect. So like that's like so many dudes' experiences like on a Saturday morning. College game day is just on. Whether it's at they're at the restaurant and it's on behind them or, you know, wherever we are, college game day finds us. Yeah, you, it, it could be, oh my gosh. So that just throws so many thoughts through my head. You could be at the gym, <laughs> just throw, oh, yeah, look up, yeah. game day's on. There we go. Let's hop on the treadmill and just get a few steps in while we watch game day. Yeah. Tailgate, see, like, you know. I, yeah. Nothing like, I just, a good, nothing like a good early tailgate and someone's got a little TV <sighs> hooked up right there the next best. to the food and drinks and the best know, game day on. Early tailgating, like there is something so beautiful about early tailgating. There's something so unique about the co- like college football experience. I mean, NFL does some of it too, but man, you got an 11 a.m. game and we are out there at seven. Like we are out there early, ready to get get ready to support our boys. Dude, I'll never forget. I'm trying to remember. Okay, last year, yeah. We started tailgating at 6 or 7 a.m. last year for that Tennessee-Bama game. That yeah. was a 3.30 kickoff, which isn't out of the realm of possibilities, obviously, but it is funny because usually that's a 11 a.m. tailgate start time. Yeah, but People the big games ready. require it. That's It It takes all of us, you know. I gotta, I'm got I'm going to give my all for Tennessee today. Like, you got to take that. The fans got to take on that mentality. People were in the hundred thousand. Got to got to believe that. People, there were a handful of people getting their parking spots in G ten situated when it was dark out that morning. Got to respect. That's what it's about. That's respect. Dude, and honestly, game day. It's kind of the. I mean, for me, and probably for you as well. There's a. I've noticed it as I've gotten a little older. Most of us, probably most of the circle we run with, does appreciate college football about as much as we do. 
but I would say the greater majority of people in general probably don't. But for me, that first weekend when I wake up and I know there's a full slate of games on and I and I just know I can flip on college game day, it is as good as Christmas morning. Probably better. It is, a, it is giddy. It is like, the it same is a- feeling as running into the living room to see all your presents under the tree. Flipping on that TV that first moment and seeing just the boys on stage. That is, you are you are just hitting the nail on the head of just one of the happiest moments we have as college football enthusiasts. Just like that first week when you you can flip back and forth from real live college football games. Like like I'm grinning, you are seeing me right now, I'm grinning eye to, or ear to ear. I'm giddy. Just, just thinking about it, just thinking about the joy that comes with it. And uh, man, it's close. It, it always seems so far away, yet it comes back around. It always comes back around. We get the week, week zero, week one excitement, the buzz. So, Will, I want to, I want to kind of go into something here. Uh, this just came. This wasn't necessarily planned, but you know, it's all, it's all part of be. the plan. Um, what is the true? You know, I'm thinking about, and I'm in the process of kind of outfitting my truck to be a true tailgate mobile like this thing rolls up and it it is an extension of rolling tailgate so to your you know greater imagination what is kind of your ideal self-contained kind of tailgating setup you know what i mean like this guy rolls up in his truck like what what you got in your truck Mm, okay okay gotcha gotcha um so obviously i think you got to have a tent back there to set up gotta have a tent and I think bonus points if you have some kind of like extender on the tailgate, like you got an overhang, you know what I'm saying? Nice. Have you ever seen That'd that? Be sweet. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I mean, the word explains itself tailgate. You should be using your tailgate, utilize that. Absolutely. See, yeah. Food Absolutely. coolers, coolers could be it. Um, I mean, obviously, you're going to need coolers, but I just mean utilizing the tailgate for space for good. The, I've seen a lot the tailgate, of tailgate. People... All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, Tailgate in mind. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you brought up using the tailgate. You are tailgating. Uh, it's perfect type for my Blackstone. I'm a Blackstone yes. guy. So the tailgate is perfect Blackstone height. I roll up and my grill is set up. Like I, I got a fire grill that is there and it is posted. I'm Build excited to that. see. I think with the hype the Blackstone has gotten, you're going to see a lot more Blackstones and tailgates this year. Not that you haven't seen them before, but I think you're going to see more. And I was going to say some kind of grill extender. You know, a lot of times you see that grills off the tailgate. That's a good move, obviously. I think a grill is a must-have. Got to have it. I think a bed cover for the truck is useful if you're doing, like, liquor drinks. A lot of people like to kind of set up their little – it's almost little like bar. a little mini bar right under the – right bar. at the front of the tailgate, depending on what you're using. I'm trying to think of what else you would really need. Tables, obviously. Tables. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else are you trying to go screen like are you i to personally a i'm there? a screen guy i've talked about that with my family this year so we tailgate in knoxville just about every home game and it's not it's not our setup necessarily and i kind of pull i threw this thought into into my family's head like hey maybe we should have a little setup because i've got a perfect size perfect size you don't need a big tv for the tailgate you just need no, something you need you need one you need one good TV that can watch an interesting game that's on. 
Yeah. You don't need it to be flipping around even. It's like, hey, the tailgate's watching this one game we kind of care about. Maybe Well, and not even not even times. everyone's not even everyone's going to be watching. There's going to no. be about five guys around it at all times. Absolutely. Or even just out. checking it when they get food. Like I want to I want to get food, I want to sit down, I want to watch just a little bit, you know. I think the perfect setup, you know, I'm a, I'm buttoning in again here like I think the perfect setup has a screen. We got a little screen, but we also have an activity. You know, mm. one screen, one actual, like, hey, shout out Nebraska, some of my favorite tailgating I've ever done. Talk about true, true just tailgating warriors. True, um, true, true, the ones who get it, you know, they know they knew ball, they knew tailgating out there at six, seven a.m. eating chili. But you had uh washers. So you had a kind of a dedicated, okay, you guys want to play a little game. Cornhole's a great one. I like having a – it could be Pong. It could be something table game or, you know. I like that there's one actual kind of elevated even from just standing and talking, which is awesome and which is most people are going to do at the tailgate anyway. But you have one screen and one little activity. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, going along with the screen, you're obviously going to need a generator. Yeah, If I you know. show up with the generator, you're MVP. Yeah, the generator's sick. That is one piece I am missing, but you know what? I think we could make that. I think Easy that would fix. really tie a, that would tie a lot of things together for me. Yeah. I got to have – yeah, that'd be sweet. Got to have some Wi-Fi, really, if I'm going to use – I know. That's or, the only tough thing I was thinking about. But at the university, honestly, there is Wi-Fi available. Like, that's, right, all over campus. You just yeah, got to have someone who can just, log just, in. Yeah, choose your spot. Buy somewhere you – I know I got – uh, a strong connection. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, so my little brother, for the listeners out there, was in a fraternity at Tennessee, and we actually tailgate pretty much right in front of that fraternity house. May, hopefully, he just remembers the Wi-Fi password there. Or if not, he can just yeah, walk be in nice. and get it. Yeah, someone will get that up. Yeah. It's all for the balls, man. Yeah. That's the awesome part about just the college game day experience is just – you're walking around campus and every single person is you're all for the vault, all for the hogs, whatever it is. Like you're just you're you're all there for the same purpose. Yes. At the end of the day, like we're all here. We're going to do some different things. We're going to drink some different drinks, eat some different foods, hang out with some different people. But we're all here for our team. We are all here to support the Razorbacks or the Vols or whoever or the Huskers. Um, and we're all going to get in there and we're going to do what we can. So. Pretty right, fun so I, to just, yeah. I got to ask too. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no. Ideal tailgating weather. Ooh, tailgating weather? Mm hmm. Tailgating weather. Not even just, not true, even game uh, weather. Like true tailgating dude, weather. All right. This is going to be, ooh, 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 ooh. This one's going to break some hearts. All right. This one's going to break some hearts out there and some, I'm going to, this is, I think we're on the same page. I think I you're going to go a little no, more. One extreme. of my hottest takes. One of my hottest takes might be a very chilly one. I think best tailgating weather is cold. I, I think the colder, really, the better. You get around your grill. You like, get give me a number. Going to... Are we talking? Uh, okay, or you don't have to go number, but are we talking freezing and right, below? I'll give you a number. I'll give you a number. No, I'm thinking like 40, 40. 44 degrees kind of during the day chilling down to like a like a 38 but nice and clear not like a wind chill crazy but like cold really cold 
Like you're in yeah. jackets, we're eating gumbo or we're eating something warm. You're eating chili. Like it's cold. You're bundling up and uh, every every tailgate weather is ideal because you can cater your tailgate to the weather. That's, that's very what, true. That's a very fun part. But that's like very football to me. Like in the mm-hmm. some of the most fun times I've had, and I was I was just talking to uh, Christina on our way back from Nashville this past weekend. Somehow it came up, um, and I oh we were talking about a specific brewery in Memphis actually, and Ian Benny shout out um, came up to the AFC Championship in back when the Titans were in Kansas City. And his friend worked for them at the time. So he brought up a bunch of free drinks. And the most fun, some of the most fun tailgating I've ever had was just five dudes in 13-degree weather just go like at the AFC. You know, it was at the AFC Championship, so it did have a lot of – like it, it had an extra level of excitement. But just I think that's the fun thing about tailgating is truly no, as long as the group you're with has fun, like it is – it makes it an awesome time. That's why college football is fun. Oh my gosh! The best. People are like these games. It it is not the three hours of the actual game is almost what it is. Like it will be what it will be. I, but I have twelve hours to hang out with my friends and just like be together and laugh and listen to music. Oh, gotta have a speaker. Speaker. Yeah. Gotta have a Good speaker. Call. We gotta have some tune. We want to be the. We are the part. Like. This is a time to party. We are partying because the Razorbacks play football today. We are partying. Like, we are having a good time, and we're going to cheer them on like hell. We are going to go in there and just cheer on our boys. Make it an intimidating environment and also welcoming. I think that's, like, the most scary. It's like you come into somewhere, and you're like, I'm not necessarily – they're not, like, trashing me. Like, they're not just hurling insults at me, but they think they're going – all 90,000 of these people are having – they think they are going – like, they are confident they are going to win. Yeah. <laughs> you can convey that in the tailgate. You've already won. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing for me, just going back to the weather. For me, it's mid to low 40s. Nice. With – partly cloudy almost sounds wrong, but I want I want the sun just, like – shining through the clouds like you got that bright sun it's a fall day it's october november everything's orange around you yeah i want a hot brat you know like i want yeah i want to be cold and i want a hot brat and cold drink uh you know what let's just take let's take a little walk back memory lane um one chilly fall knoxville saturday um I remember, I remember being treated to some warm apple cider at a tailgate. I remember that um, one, and that was quite, um, that was quite delightful on a cold, on a cold, chilling, chilling afternoon. It was a, uh, a nice warm tailgate treat that I would very much like to have again. You know, like I'd, I'd certainly sip on a warm cup of apple cider before a Razorback, you know, victory. It was hard cider too. You couldn't yeah, tell. It was, yeah, yeah. I was leaving that up to the imagination, but mm. yeah, yeah, definitely. That made it, I don't know how good it tastes, but I enjoyed the warmth and I'd be fine. Whether it's a broth, a soup, you know, I like having something warm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to throw in there. You get that piping hot, anything on a cold, crisp fall Saturday. And it just warms up your bones right when, right when it hits. Mm. 
I'll take some coffee. Like I, I might start bringing coffee to tailgates. Like let's get the people juiced up like right before they go in. I like that. Espresso shots like right before the like, kickoff. The beautiful thing about tailgating too, most there are spaces where you have your reserve spot, you know, but a lot of places get set up. up. You want to set yeah. up? Go set up. I might have to. Not that I'm going to veer away from our normal tailgating spot, but I'll I'll have my own little setup as well. I think. I think that's nice. I'm yeah, I'm excited. thinking. I'm think that. I mean, I think that's just coming with age. But every, I'm very excited. Is that what it is? We're I'm old enough. We I'm excited to be the like, tailgate hey, guy. Be... Like, oh no, Seth sets up a good tailgate. Like, we're going yeah. to Seth's tailgate. I want to be that. I I'm putting it out there. I want. I, I want to be that guy. We're at the age where we feel responsible for throwing things now. Like, we're not just we're not just there to enjoy and walk around and eat up. It's our job now. It's our duty as men to. Yeah set that up I'm, step, I'm stepping up to the table and i'm hosting the tailgate I like and that. we're gonna have plenty of meats plenty of drinks and plenty of fun you know it's gonna be awesome i'm gonna have to come be a hog for a weekend this fall yeah, absolutely all the time i mean that's actually what i'm looking to maybe do even like i host uh somewhat of a visiting tailgate you're visiting you're welcome to come to our tailgate we're gonna we are going to absolutely demolish you on the field in a couple hours, but sure, come have a burger. Come on, welcome to Fayetteville. Come on in. Have some food, have some drinks, have some laughs. We are going to kill you. <laughs> You're going down. Your team is, you know. I like, I like that. I like it too. All right, well, I think that about does it for us. Uh, I'm excited, man. I think I'll go ahead and promote, at, well, while we're on it, I'll go, go ahead and promote it. this just because, you know, so I'm, a, I'm living in central Arkansas right now. You know, Razorbacks start the year playing in Little Rock. Uh, and so the, your boys, we're going to be throwing a pretty nice little party for the season opener. So uh, anyone just throwing it out there, you know. Week one. Week one, party time in central Arkansas. Like, we got to represent. The Hogs come down here. We got to represent. Well, I'm not necessarily – this is, you know – it's Western Carolina. Like, let's not get carried away. It's, but for those Razorback fans in Central Arkansas that want to turn up and watch the Hogs, and just like get together with a bunch of rabid, rabid, rabid dogs, we'll be putting some stuff out there. We'll be putting some promo, promo. We'll put work. that out to Hog Twitter. Party time! I like it. Party All right, guys. Diamond well. City. As you can tell, we're excited for some tailgates, some football. Uh, we are, man. We got real excited tonight. I mean, that's what I hope every episode that we record pretty much ends with something along those lines. It doesn't have to be tailgating every time, but something yeah. along those lines of things we just love about sports and college football specifically. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that being said, uh, be on the lookout. We will probably be recording pods uh, pretty much weekly now since college football is about to kick off and we're so excited. We just got to get on and record and talk about something. So be sure to tune in every week, guys. Thanks again for listening. Check us out on Spotify. We're doing the video pods now. We'll be sure to throw out some more stuff on social media, Twitter at Pater underscore sports, Instagram at Pater sports. Guys, thanks again for listening, and we will see y'all next week. Pater out.